Hey everyone, and welcome to the Unlocking Growth Show, the podcast where we help businesses unlock the next level of growth. So sit back, relax, and get ready to level up your business game with Unlocking Growth. Hi everybody, my name is Lisa. I am the head of content at Whale, and today I am very excited to talk to David Kravitz, co-founder of Karma. So you co-founded Karma in 2018, if I'm not mistaken, after running your own design and development agency. Yes, that's spot on. It did happen in 2018, and we've, we still do actually have the same software development and design agency. And so at a time, we're looking for a tool actually to encourage, because we've been working remotely in 2018 already. So we've been looking like different motivation tools. How can we reward people and stuff like that? And looked around. There's been a few tools in the market. None of them would actually fit our profile. And it's a bit unusual because we don't really create every time a product when something on the market doesn't fit our use case. We would be like, okay, we're going to use the product anyway. We're not going to make Figma from scratch just because we don't like something about Figma. But for some particular reason, we just didn't like all the market, all, all the tools that were in the market, we made Karma for our team only, exclusively. Wow. Wow. And then what? Like what happened that it went from your company to the rest of the world? Yeah, we've used it for a few months. And at the very start, it was a really simple tool. But the more we've used, the more we've talked about our team, we've added like bonuses, like reports and things like that. And then... We have put it on the product hunt just because it was just a thing to put stuff on product hunt. Like you do something, you put it on product hunt. Like nowadays I receive emails with dozens of products and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to go there. But back in 2018, it was fresh, like not a lot of products in the market. So we put it on a, a huge response. You know, like people would write into us and it was something like really simple and crazy price, $6 and use it for life, whatever. It's just to, just to bring back the money, which we'll spend for development. And people loved it. They've been like, I think we've been like number two or number three product of the day. Hundreds of registrations. People just give us a lot of feedback. And we were like, wow. It's, and, and, and don't get me wrong. We've launched a few product hunt products at a time. And none of them would create such a buzz as Karma did. And we're like, yeah, well, it might be something about it. So we've played around with pricing and exclusively still working on the product. And now... That's where we are, where the karma is. We just believe that outside our team, we had that idea that if it works for our team, there are infinite, not infinite, but a lot of other development companies that karma would work, like tech companies, that it will work the same way that it does for ours. And it turned out to be true. Wow. So for those people who don't know what karma is, give us your like pitch. Yeah, so it's a, we call it a holistic. Now, our pitch changed throughout the years, but it's a holistic way, it's a holistic product for an employee well-being. That's how we sell it now. So, and I know that holistic is a little bit overused word. It means a lot of things. But for us, that means that you have karma and that's all you have to make your employee happy and valuable within your company, which is absolutely important in the remote environment that we're all right now. So COVID showed us all that being remote person is normal. And though I know a lot of people came back to the offices, 
I still believe that the future as the remote work is the future. And we've survived through COVID and it was great. And we all worked remote. It was amazing. And I think we all will still end up being remote. So karma is the way how you could feel great working in the remote team and how you feel appreciated by your teammates. Okay. So karma replaces like what in the office if it's only for the remote team? Yeah. So it replaces those. First of all, it gives you a nice way how to thank your colleagues more often. And we always think about our product that it does change the world in a better way. And when I say in a better way is if someone says thanks twice a day or someone says thanks 10 times a day, there's no such thing as too many thanks. That's what we're trying to tell everyone. Like if the person says thanks more than, there's just no such thing that you, you don't come to your colleague and say, oh my God, this guy, I hate him. He just comes <laughs> and thanks me for all my work all the time. You never hear this. All you hear the story is like, I don't think anyone actually sees what I'm doing here. Everyone says, oh, yeah, yeah, well done, whatever. And it replaces this nice urge of being recognized in this world where there's a lot of things happening, very dynamic. A lot of things get uh, through the cracks on the floor and people just feel unrecognized. So karma just gives you a way how to sit down and say, hey, thank you so much, Lisa, for taking your time. I really appreciate it. I'm, I probably will tell, I'm telling this now, but in a more dynamic environment, that might slip through my mind. But because karma just trains me and gives me that habit to every time I see something, every time it's like a red light with a Pavlov dog, and then you're like, oh, the light's just coming. It's the same. <laughs> someone done something, you're like, yes, karma, here we go. At least thank you so much for the interview. And you get a point of karma. It's so, easy as that. It sounds. Lovely. It sounds nice. Does it work? How do you, our CEO as has totally bought into this, but let's say I was speaking to another growth obsessed CEO who doesn't really care about much except growth. Why does this work? I guess outside, outside the saying thanks and just making people great about things they do on a daily basis, which they have to do anyway. It also gives a really nice way how you can distribute like small monetary or non-monetary rewards. So it's not only about saying thanks and keeping like leaderboards and reports and things like that, but it also allows people to get a small things like gift cards or pizzas or lunches in return. But they do that not because the manager thinks that they're worth of something, like an employer of the month or something like that, where you have hundreds of people unrecognizing only one person who's an employee of the month. It makes you easier why how to buy like a gift card that you like and you make it on your own time. Like, okay, I feel like buying an Amazon something today. Here we go. I have enough karma. I get a Amazon gift card and I'm making a decision that I can actually reward myself, not someone else. Someone else makes a decision because you get karma in the first place. But And that allows you to create not only a recognition system, but also a reward system that really works, that allows people to receive some extra bonus on the top of their salary just because they work harder and just because everyone else recognizes their work. And, and that kind of creates a nice loop where a person works harder, but not because they told to work harder, but because they know that their hard work creates a recognition all around. Okay. And then that recognition 
gives them something nice in return. Okay. Okay. Is there, I, I'm not sure if I downloaded a report from your website on employee rewards. Is that correct? Yes, employee rewards, yes. Okay. If you want to know if employee rewards actually work, go to the website. I will put it in the link and put it on the blog and you can go and download it for further info. Now, back back to the business. Your co-founder is, forgive me if I pronounce it wrong, Stas Kulish? Yeah, that's spot on. Actually, he'll be very proud because not many people can pronounce his name from the first time. Okay, great. And you are David Kravitz. Tell me how you guys met. There always seems to be a particular chemistry with co-founders. Sometimes it's love-hate. Like, how does the relationship work? Yeah, no, that actually works really well. We've met back in New Zealand and we've been friends for a while. Just we had mutual friends and I used to be in the telecommunication industry, so I worked for different, like, for different service providers like Vodafone and some different telecommunication companies in New Zealand. And Stas always was a bit of a creative soul, so he's a designer by trade, so he's a professional graphics designer. And at a certain time, he, he was thinking about opening a company, like a software development company, design company, because he already had those skills. Whereas my skills lied more in communication perspective like i was better with you know, making sales better meeting people talking about business so he thought why don't we take your skills of talking to people and my skills of actually creating beautiful stuff and put them together and make a company and um that was actually back in 2009 back in new zealand so we've made that um, company that eventually produced karma as the baby of the company but that's how we've met and I think between us, it is a love and hate relationship. And we argue a lot, like sometimes really vocal about stuff. And and, and I think we're almost like husband and wife that have been in the marriage for 20 or 30 years. It's always, it's sometimes it's not nice to be around us. <laughs> but because we never argued actually about money, we always argue about creative creativeness, like a different views on things that we need to build or we don't need to build and we always have arguments of that nature but not a single argument was ever about are you earning more are you earning more you're working more you're working less and i think because we never had a single argument about that that relationship right it works regardless of of our differences so we're completely different people like absolutely completely different so i think maybe like magnets completely different people attracts to each other Maybe that's another thing. Yeah. They say in EOS, you have a visionary and an integrator. It's the same with our co-founders. They have that same relationship, completely different as individuals, but it absolutely does work. Yeah, it does. So you talked about product hunt. Was that the growth lever? Like I find in startups, there's growth. There's a stagnant, a bit of plateauing. Then there's another growth lever. What was the biggest growth lever in Karma's life? Yeah, in Karma's life, it's it's right on the surface. Like COVID was the biggest growth for us. And it's no brainer. Once people start working from home against their will sometimes, they just, 
had a tool to bring them all together, to communicate more, to recognize each other when they no longer face to face. And I think we saw the biggest growth in karma history that when all people start working remote, like a bit platoon right now, unfortunately. And there's a few reasons because people come into the office and the whole economic situation in the world around like software as a service is not as blooming as it was last three or four years ago. Sure. But we, we're still there. We're still there. We're still growing slowly. And still people find our tool ex- exceptionally, hel- exceptionally helpful and useful in their lives. Sometimes some people unsubscribe. Okay, I don't think people culture is no longer on our radar. We're trying to we're trying to put the bell, we're trying to put the credit and debit in one line and you know break even in our ventures and we're trying to cut down subscriptions and we, re- and we respect that. It's all about keeping your company afloat and maybe all the bells and whistles as people think about karma, we think a bit different, but we think that's very essential. But people think that it's not that essential. So but it'll turn around, it'll turn around, maybe another year and a half and it'll start growing back. Cool. So we're very positive about it. What is the one thing you think that entrepreneurs need to know? And I'm going to put you a bit under time pressure here because you've got to answer this in 60 seconds. If any entrepreneur would have one minute advice, what would yours be for them? I I would say build as fast as possible and put it in front of your clients or prospective clients and get them to know and try to test the product and give you feedback early on. Because Because it doesn't really matter how good you are and how well you've been in the industry. People will tell you what to build. So build the skeleton, give it to them, ask them what would you like on that skeleton. Don't build and don't think for them, ask them. That's my biggest advice because we, and a lot of people waste a lot of time by uh, trying to create something that people don't need. Ask what people need. So you get close to your customers and prospective customers. Yes, yes, always. We, we send them emails forms, uh, updates, and we always ask them, get back to us. What do you need? What would you like to build for you? We don't think for them. We, we want them to come to us and say, hey, I need this. Let's build this for us. And then we validate the idea and give it to them. That's the most valuable lesson that I've learned. Build mm. the product that people need, not the one you think they need. Yes. So contrary to the build it and they will come, no. <laughs> build it for them. Yeah. I love that. What is the number one question you and your teams get asked? When will my feature be on the production server? I've requested (laughs) something. And when would that be implemented? Sometimes it's really simple. We don't say no to people. We always try to make the idea in our product in this way or the other. Obviously, we want a few people to ask the same thing or similar. But the most common question is, we've talked about this last quarter. Is it anywhere near the production? And in most cases, it is. But in some cases, we still need to validate it further. So I hate to get back to them and say, hey, looks like it's going to be next quarter. So we still need to work around how we're going to build it. I think our head of product would identify with that. What is the biggest pain point that people come to Karma with? Um, Just being underappreciated. They'd come and say, hey, we don't have anything in terms of a company culture, but they have something like old school, like an employer of the month, maybe email nominations and things like that. I can talk for hours about this. 
Because the first time people come to us with a demo or interest in our product, I always talk about their company. Ask, what do you have in terms of recognition and what you don't like about it right now? And I've heard thousands and thousands of stories by now. And the biggest pain point that they come, they come to us and say, we have nothing in terms of people's culture. We feel that people are, are, are not appreciated. Like they've heard somewhere that you have to have something in terms of culture. They've heard something, they've heard a blog or something, they've read something, and they come to us and we like, yep, you come to the right place. It's a nice place to start, and that's how you can do it. So this is the best, biggest pain point. People just don't appreciate it. Interesting. It's ironic because I think the journey of an entrepreneur is the least appreciated. <laughs> Who gives you karma? <laughs> do you get karma from your team members? Yes, we we get karma from our team members. and. At, at, at the very start of a product, we've decided that we exclude ourselves out of karma giveaways, but now we get karma and we get our karma donated somewhere. We, me and the other co-founder, we normally get it together. We don't get gift cards or anything like that. We just make it as a donation somewhere. But we get karma. Like I get karma if I post a nice photo of a sunset in Slack. Sometimes they I get really nice sunsets. So, and sometimes if I help some, someone out, Obviously, quickly forward someone W9 form or something rather. I'm surely getting karma. And, yeah. and now it's almost yeah. like I'll do something and I'm, then I sit down and wait. And I'm like, okay, who will give Where's me karma? karma? <laughs> Where's my karma? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it gets, gets, gets like that. True. Could you imagine being anything other than an entrepreneur? I think I could have been like a diet instructor, maybe. But doing something fun in, in life, I, I was thinking about being, doing, being a diving instructor at a certain time, being, taking people dives now and then. It's a beautiful lifestyle. It doesn't pay that well, though. But I think, no. I think where I am and what I do and how, in terms of lifestyle, because our team is remote, I, 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 have to, I can spend a lot of time with my family, which is really important. And I think that's why we all will become remote at a certain time, because you don't want to Waste your time commuting anywhere. You'd rather spend that hour in a day talking to your son or your daughter or your wife mm. rather than just sitting in the bus, something like that. But no, I love it. I love it. I, I really love what I do. And wake up in the morning, sometimes, not always. I know the motivational people will try to tell you that they wake with that thought every day. But I wake up now and then and I'm thinking, wow, I love what I do. And then I sit down and do come. That's amazing. Thank you, David. You're right. This is, it's, it's nice. It's, it's, it's nice to talk about karma. I love it. If you love the show, feel free to leave a review so other people can find it. Also, check out our blog for additional resources. Just sign up on usewhale.io slash blog. Until next time.